0: Whoa, I'm back. It's been a while. It's me. It's I. It's Jordan. Uh, You're listening to Create and Destroy, and this is the first episode I've uploaded in nearly a month. Um, I'm sure you haven't been, you know, sitting and refreshing the page. I'm sure you had other things to do anyway, but I'm pumped to upload this episode with my good friend, Steve Sammartino. I've been wanting to do a podcast with Steve for a while, and today our... um, Calendars aligned, and we got in the car and we went down for a surf in Torquay. And on the way back, I surprised him with uh, two big, fluffy microphones and a recorder and kind of talked him into having this epic conversation recorded um, so we could all listen to it and have a good laugh. Now, Steve, if you haven't heard of Steve Sammartino before, Steve is uh, one of Australia's leading futurists. He's got three books out in the universe, which are all epic. All of uh, his books, all the links for his stuff will be in the show notes below. But he's a, uh, a futurist, like I said, and he speaks about you know, all things technology and disruption and the impact on, on us as humans and humanity. Uh, I love hearing him speak. He, he, he often breaks down really complex topics into a way that, you know, you and I can understand. And this conversation is, is no different. So check out the uh, show notes for any links to the things that we discuss. Hopefully I've caught them all. And uh, that's that. This is Create and Destroy, brought to you by Rochambeau Studios. I am Jordy. And as always, if you've got any questions, any concerns, thoughts, feedback, or you want to come on the show, hit me up. Um, you'll find me on Instagram, at Jordan Jan um, or Gian. We always laugh because I say it different every time. So take your pick. doesn't bother me. Um, cool. Let's get into it. This is Create and Destroy. Thanks for listening. You
1: Dang, go and make this by Friday, have it out. You here know what I mean? Are. And
0: just ideas division, sorry. I've got a complex already of cop cars, so hopefully...
1: Wait a minute, don't take a photo of this. <laughs> this is all time. So Mate, it is 1976, everybody
0: this here. say hello to Steve Savatino. We uh, just went for a surf down in Torquay. Uh, it was pretty fun. Um, and we, ages ago, said that we wanted to do a podcast to the beach and back. And, um, <laughs> and here we are, we're doing it. So th- we're on Create and Destroy. I've, I'm back. I'm back with a vengeance. I haven't put anything up for a little while. I'll tell you why later. Um, but Steve, Tron, welcome. Bye. Thanks for having me. These
1: microphones are epic. <laughs> Everyone, I've just taken this photo and I am hoping my main man, Jordy, or Jay Fresh as I call him because Jordan Fresco, a little bit of a T in there. I call him Jay Fresh, man. I just gave him a rapper's name. He doesn't even rap he's got a name so we've got these microphones here they're like something from a 1976 sports report they've yeah. got the big fluffy like foam thing on top and we're driving down a highway with microphones in our hands this isn't illegal yet because no one's done it it can only be illegal once the authorities are unhappy with what they're seeing they haven't seen it yet so they can't yet be unhappy but they will be I eventually
0: a, I've got a bit of a complex as soon as we click record now when the cars come past as I'm driving I'm like I'm ducking my hand down so if, if the audio is a little bit dodgy I apologise in advance but Steve can you tell the world uh, everybody listening what's your little intro when someone says hey what do you do (laughs) do you have do you have a go to
1: not really i Often I get called a futurist because I rub my face in tech, and I just like to, I just like to. That's what I do, and I just want to rub my face in it, and then just say, "Listen, technology, humanity, business, put those things together." I'm going to tell you about the future. Now I can't tell you who the winner is going to be in the future, but I can certainly tell you the trajectory and the shape of the future, and that's what I do, both in books and
0: on stage and on radio and TV. So yeah, so three books, key uh, keynotes. Or oh, every day, it feels like. It <laughs> feels like, yeah. It feels like every day around the world. Um, and you just recorded a pilot, Future Sandwich, for a TV show, right? That's right, Future Sandwich TV. I you know f- what? You can follow it on Instagram, hey? Uh,
1: y- yeah, you yeah. can. And uh, at Samatino, my, my updates, but we'll be on TV. I'll put all the links in the description, by the way, yep. gang. Later on this year, which is basically future of technology and humanity and we're going to break down all of the cool stuff that's happening in the world in tasty little bites that everyone can understand.
0: So let's, let's talk about that. What is your, uh, most favorite piece of maybe tech if we'll start at tech, but Mm -hmm. we just had an epic conversation over breakfast about what innovation really is. And and neither of us think it's tech, but, um, (laughs) What's your favourite piece of of interesting things happening right now, tech or otherwise? You know, the really interesting thing happening
1: right now is people are starting to realise that their privacy and their security is really worth something. And people took it away from us without asking and they tricked us. And when I say people, I mean big technology companies. And I'm really interested to see how we take back technology in a way so that the internet can be the emancipation tool that we always thought it would be where people like you and me get the tech in our hands so we can create the connections we really want. And right now what we've got is a few big tech companies sort of controlling the game a bit, which probably isn't what we hope for. And I think in the next year or so, we're gonna see some really interesting stuff where um, we regulate. Now, when I say regulate, I mean regulate in a way that creates more competition and a more capitalist society because everything seems to be aggregating into a few hands the powerful few so that's one of the things i think is really interesting it's socio-political and that that's interesting because technology isn't just a thing like a wildfire that goes out of control a little bit like fire we need to guide it we need to have guardrails and we need to make sure
0: that the technology is serving humans not that we're serving it because I mean, when it started, when I first jumped on, I think the first for me was Blogspot, um, which wasn't socials at all. But I guess the first time of putting it nah, well, was early door socials. Yeah, and I guess that was putting you know a taste of of myself into the world, and then that turned into MySpace, Facebook, um, you know, and then the onslaught of everything else coming after that. But there was a certain level of I guess trust that I put into the organisations. That I was putting my information onto at the start because I'm not going to read the terms like when I sign up for an account on a platform. (laughs) Didn't didn't, you read uh, the 23,000 words that that they update every week? Like
1: if you were reading the terms and conditions for everything and every update, dude, you cannot leave your house. You're just reading all day, every day. That's it. Which again, that's one of the things, right? You let. If we're going to have terms and conditions, A, they need to be written in a language that everyone can understand who's a non-lawyer, and yeah. I actually think we need a standard set of terms and conditions. Around data and privacy? That's right. Yeah. So a company can't have its own rules and pro- and, and uh, policies. That's bullshit. So we need you... one set of rules we can all understand that we all sign up to, and then there's things that we can have in by exception. But generally, the system right now is just so broken, it's
0: not funny. Man, so... I think the traditional path for this would, like, I can just imagine insurance companies jumping in and going, "We'll insure your online data." Do you think that's
1: good or bad? Well,
0: because that's that's a band aid, right? right. So,
1: so that's a band aid. I mean, it's true that, as we know, businesses are about solving problems, and when new problems emerge, new business opportunities emerge, and so. Uh, some of the things that we'll have insurance for are hacking insurance and data protection insurance and you'll probably, you know, also have your photos insured for your memories and your family and in the same way that you insure physical artefacts, we will insure uh, digital artefacts, but Mm. I think that that's kind of a little bit like it's post-action control, it's Band-Aid, you're right, and it's not what we want, right? What we want to have is something that respects humans with the use of technology To your point, and I did cut you off, was that, um, and I apologise for all the times that I will do that in the next (laughs) half an hour uh, in advance, (laughs) Uh, what we need to do is say, okay, we, we put a lot of trust in digital companies in the first instance because they actually came out and said, "We're different. We're not like Exxon and Mobile and General Motors and General Electric. We're the good guys. Mm-hmm. Look, we've got cornflower blue logos and primary colors, and we make stuff from Lego in our office. Mm-hmm. Like we're and, just like you. Uh, yeah, we're just like you, but and and we're here for you until they weren't exactly. Yeah, right? and I trusted them too. Right? I thought it was different, Do but you, think, you know what? It, yeah, we man, need to. We're scratching the
0: surface here, but it seems to me that every time that this conversation kind of happens, I can't ignore the fact that all of the organizations that we talk about um, all started with some sort of runway of venture capital funding that oh, yeah. didn't really force them to find the business model from the start to make money. So it was, hey, we're doing this for the right reasons to trust us. But then they realise there's heaps of money in data and now yeah. it kind of gets skewed. So how much do you think um, we've actually created this problem by not finding the right business model at the start for this kind of, you know, tech-based tech, tech based, um, business? Have we kind of made this problem ourselves by Dude, putting the data up there and by the way that these businesses started?
1: So that's a very smart question from a young cat like yourself, <laughs> Jay Fresh, mate, very, very smart question. The answer to that is yes, we have created this problem to, uh, for ourselves, but this has happened in history many, many times. The term for the marketplace we're in now is surveillance capitalism. Okay. So, so i surve- heard that, What's yeah, that? Yeah, well, I'm always here to bring in something new. So surveillance capitalism is the idea that we surveil our consumers or our users of our data. We give them a free product, but we take from them something that was previously uncommercialized. Okay. Now historically the so way so an unknown business model an unknown business yeah. model but let's just let's just say that this thing was free and open and it didn't have I'm going to say the word a fence around it and this will make sense in a moment data never had a fence around it yeah. right no one the only people making money out of data going back in time were maybe media companies but it was very yeah you know, they're guessing who's watching TV and demographics and so on yeah. and and maybe credit card companies but Previously, your information was just something that you just had and it wasn't commercialized. What these companies have managed to do with their digital tools is put a fence around things and take ownership of it. Now, this happens mm. in capitalism all the time. Many things today that are commercialized and owned by private companies were previously public goods or private goods that no one owned. So land is a classic one. People yep. come to Australia yep. go, hi, oh, we've got this thing called gunpowder, we're white people from England and we're putting a fence around this land and now it's ours. And the indigenous people are like, well, no one can own the land. What do you mean, no one can? How do you own land? That wasn't a concept. That was understood. it wasn't a concept. And so and still isn't. So, and yeah. this is similar to that. So what we have is a form of colonisation, where our private lives are being colonised by digital companies. Huh. And so and, so, and so, th- so because it hadn't happened before, we don't have an awareness of stopping it because it's like, what do you what do you mean? We're already given it away before we realise that they owned it. So. Is it's a that, form of
0: trickery. Is, <laughs> it really is. I've been bamboozled. Is that because maybe at the start it was innocent and free and all, the, all yeah, those of course things? Yeah, it was. It was idealistic and that's It was right. idealistic, it and, was idealistic
1: great. and I was like that too. You know, I, and, and I'm not now, but I, I really was. So and, I, and many of us were. And I think the large majority of people uh, who, who might not be studying you know, economics and the digital economy like you and me, might you, know, you and I might be, and so a
0: lot of people aren't realizing the value of what they're giving away cuz so to make that i guess uh, a real life example it feels like to me that as our technology in like our te- technological abilities increase and we go oh we can do this now then that's being matched with oh and we know that these people like these bad. sorts of things because they've freely uploaded that information onto the internet. Yeah, or they've and gone now, here and they've looked at that and we've
1: tracked them with our cookies and all of this yeah. stuff. But you're right, though. I don't think the digital companies started out with this intention. You know, Google had that mantra, you know, don't be evil, and mm. Facebook says we want a more open and connected society, and Twitter says change the world 140 characters at a time, and Amazon, the world's biggest store and cheap prices for you. So they all, yeah. I think, start out with altruistic intentions. And your, your idea on the venture capital is 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 the perfect synopsis because what happens is the venture capital, uh, the money they get given the money because they go, hey, this is a new burgeoning market. We're not sure how we'll make money. And then the rubber hits the road and the VC say, yo, time yeah. for the payback. Kind of pay, and yeah, so then they, they back, found yeah. this surveillance advertising model. I think Google's model was a little bit more honest because theirs was – AdWords, right, which is great mm. because it's like, I'm searching for this, of course, I'm searching for new cars and add on new cars is relevant and good. And I think right? that was a and that's, smaller... And that's okay.
0: That was a smaller step, though. That it was, was a smaller, small... It was the was, start. That was, that was digital classifieds, that's right. basically. Uh, digital that Digital classified and how it do made I search? perfect
1: sense because instead of saying, here's an ad, we hope you're interested in it when you're driving past a billboard on a freeway, they're mm. saying, dude, we know you're interested because you just typed in, you're looking for this thing. So we, yeah. one size fits one, we send you the ad because you said you're looking for this. And that, and I think we all buy into that. But when Google on its Gmail starts yeah. reading what's in your emails, which is what they do, yeah. oh, to shit. send you ads. I didn't know that. Didn't you know that? No. Nah. So see those terms and conditions, the 23,000 words. Them. I've read them all actually just as part of my – research process. Uh, Some of the things in there you would find inordinate. For example, every photo you put up on Instagram, Instagram has a perpetual license on that forever and can use it in any way that they want, including putting an ad on a billboard with your face on it if they chose to. Really? Yes.
0: Wow. And so I, I bet, has that happened so far? It hasn't, but but "Hmm, they could do it. it, So what they do is they get rights to things that they don't use today but might be able to use tomorrow. Now, would that right still – because this is, I guess, in Instagram land and that's where I spend most of my time. Is that the same for peer-to-peer? Because, you know, reposting and reblogging other people's content. Well, this is the interesting thing, right? This is
1: why we need a Magna Carta for the internet. You know, like a, a set of overriding rules yeah. that, that the globe signs up to because it's a global economy. Forget nation states. Here's the ten commandments
0: yeah, ten of commandments the internet. Yeah, ten commandments of the internet, right?
1: Yeah, uh, us write them. Yeah, let's write them. So, well, as uh, Sir, Sir Tim Berners Lee has proposed that, and even put some in place, which oh, really? which is yeah a really smart idea. He's the inventor of the internet, the World Wide Web. For the listeners, there. Uh, and so a, an interesting example is that exactly what you say. Because this is a communications tool where you communicate something with me, what happens is is that I haven't necessarily signed up to what you've signed up to. So let me give you the Gmail example. Uh, I'm on stevesamantino.com and I run an email through that, yep. right, my own website. But you might be running Gmail, for example. I'm just making this up. Yeah. Now, I send you an email to your Gmail. I haven't signed up to Gmail, but you have. But then Gmail reads my email, but I didn't sign up to that. At some point real soon, there's going to be court cases on this stuff. Oh, okay. Google says we don't read it. It's all private because it's underneath the veil of machine learning and the language and it only serves it up. So there's no privacy invasion. But I didn't sign up to it but you did. And so this is where the okay. two way economy doesn't make sense because an individual might not sign up to something, but the person who has had that information transferred to or from them may not have signed up to it. And that's where we're going to get problems going down the line.
0: Now, an example of that, um, I've just moved across. I do you Gmail, um, and they had a thing called Inbox, which was epic. I don't know if you used that. No, and they shut it, it down because it wasn't epic enough, and not enough people were not using enough, it. Not, but not not it was financially
1: just, uh, epic for them. <laughs> no, it only made
0: ninety nine million a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so it was it was epic. And so I've just jumped across to Gmail, like everybody else, and I've noticed that it keeps finishing my sentences with the actual words and slang that I've I use in the past. Of course, it does because it's reading. Of course it Why is. Not? And so at the start, I go, oh, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah. click awesome. Tab, I go but next. But then you know what
1: happens? This is a really interesting one. So the idea of machine learning, and you can see it on a Google search, as yeah. you're typing, it gives you five options of the words that you may type. Here's yeah. what starts to happen. And, and, and this is for mature people listening, which, of course, your audience are intelligent people, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening. So all of a sudden... <laughs> If someone's finishing your sentences, do they start to tap into your mind and do your thinking for you? What yeah. happens to is, your independence is, is that taking away from my mind? free will? Well, I, certainly. 100%. Ab- absolutely. How can it not be? I don't because get to finish. I, someone's finishing your sentences for you. Now, it sounds innocuous enough. Yeah, I was going to write the word
0: surfing when I wrote S-U-R-F. Sure. Hmm. Right? Yeah. But...
1: Gee, I don't know. Oh, then, I, think as,
0: I think as humans, we are kind of wired to take the path of least resistance and the easiest possible option. Of that's course. That's what we want to do. And that's, that's, what and that's why through that's why our DNA. That's why we don't read the terms and conditions. Exactly, because we trust and that's okay. And that's the same reason why we go to the same coffee shop, we go to the same place to buy shoes because we've, we've had success there before. So we'll do it Eat again. Eat the same foods because we know that didn't poison me last time.
1: Exactly. Like we need to take what I call cognitive shortcuts. So a cognitive shortcut is the world's complex. If we find a way to get through the complexity and have like a little shortcut of what we eat, what we do, what we say, then we use that and and we trust each other in that. And that's really, really important. And, And that is starting to be taken away, which doesn't seem dangerous now. And it's a little bit like, oh, you know, when we started burning coal, a little bit of coal in the air, the wind blows it away. It's fine. Talking about burning coal? Did you see that car? <laughs> I, I did see that car nearly on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus! It's old school, man. Old school. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so yeah, I think it's interesting, right? And I don't want to be negative, right? Because I'm a lover of tech. I just want mm. I just want. I just want tech to be given back to the people a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a positive person. The future, I think, is awesome, and the technology is awesome. But it's a bit like a wildfire, and I think that we just need to learn to to know when to turn it off know when to go yeah maybe we won't have that one we don't need we need to get better with the switches in what what's on what's off what's what's human and what isn't because sometimes you can go too far down and go oh yeah you know all those forests we cut down that
0: were kind of good man that we needed those forests and privacy is a bit like that do you feel every like so I have so many mixed emotions when we talk about this sort of thing because I I immediately think of the founders of the business so yeah, the Zuckerberg and the, you know, Jackson, Sergi and surgy, yeah, you know, all that, the, yeah. And I feel that when they started, it was a platform for a 100 or so people and very much like probably a, a passion project which turned into a business and that's awesome. And, and I mean, we're both... I guess hate the word, but we're both entrepreneurs. We both yeah, work mate, for I'm ourselves, an like, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. We just just do things. I prefer like I'm a business owner. No, that. actually, that's I funny. That. I
1: reckon the word entrepreneur, certainly the word startup, I don't really like that much anymore yeah. either. I prefer the idea of small business. Yeah, I think small it's great. business says I'm going to do this old fashioned thing called profit, and I'm going to self fund my projects, and I'm yeah. going to be. Yeah, I no, like I, that better I, as I well. I do that
0: because when I say entre- I hear entrepreneur leads into. Kind of slimy, the the least favorable parts of the startup world. I agree, 100%. And I've never taken funding or any of that sort of stuff, and so that's why that's why I, I feel have, funny but about it.
1: In a different life, when it, I took funding, when it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Now it's, I fund my own projects, but anyway. yeah. And no, it's not that I'm um I'm opposed to it. It's just that currently I haven't had a situation where I've needed it because I found another way. Yeah. Now back to the original point is. How much does the you know the Jacks and the and the you know Larry and Harry and all the guys? How much do you think that they? feel like this loss of control because they've actually created something in society that's changed the world okay and so it's beyond a business now it's yeah. now like well it's pe- infrastructure it's yeah now we're talking about something very very different and all of the fingers are being pointed at this single person but the result all they did was create a platform they didn't create the actions that take on take place on it which is half of the problem. We are putting the information up there, but then they're developing ways oh, to read it. wait a it. minute. I don't know about okay. that. Okay. Okay, we'll get, we'll get to that. They yeah. don't take responsibility for what's
1: on it. I disagree, but I'll tell you why in a minute. But let's first answer the first question is, they came with good intentions to create a great service, which has value for humanity, right? Tick, tick, tick. We all agree yeah. on that.
0: And then do you think it then, to I a think- point that was – Way
1: bigger than expected. Yeah. Yes, that's, and that's like, exactly Holy what happened. Shit. Basically, they came in and changed the world, no doubt. Yeah. 100% agree. And I don't think they had the intentions for it to go that way. But what happens is once a company becomes public, the financial system takes control. Yeah, yeah. Right? And even if you're the CEO, you're answerable to shareholders. But yeah. I do think something weird happened. I think, you know, our environment and our, the things that we get exposed to change our persona. I think that it is true that once certain people get given an inordinate amount of power at a very early life stage, most of them were young in their 20s, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I actually think it changes their perspective on what's allowable and acceptable. And I think that most of these founders of what started out as companies with good intentions, I think that, uh, the god complex they became megalomaniacs with the power they they just started to just yeah, to, just to just to feed on that it just was just too tasty and and they just went you know what yeah i'll tell the world a more open and connected society zuckerberg when really what yeah. he's creating is a more disconnected and divisive society yeah right yeah yeah and, and i'm going to get back to the second part of that question where they're not responsible for what's on their platform uh i think that they started out as one thing, and I think these characters, I'm going to call them characters who run these companies, have morphed into something that might not have be what they were at the start or intended to be, but I think that actions speak louder than words and their behaviour patterns tell me that they're not the people that they once were or purported to be.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. A hundred percent because yeah. I, you see that in is in the different. Actions
1: are truth. You can say what you want. I don't care what someone says. Show me how you behave. Then I'll see the truth.
0: Yeah. I think, would you agree then, it's it's not just one person running the no, company, no. of it's, course. it's it's a but it's culture. it's the culture that was created. The culture created in Silicon Valley through... is toxic. Absolutely yeah. become toxic because they're the new masters of the universe. Yeah. They're, they're running the show. They're running the show. They're the masters mm. of the universe. Now, what I meant by... Um, they don't control what is posted, yeah, as in uh, I can- Okay, they don't I control can, it,
1: but they control what you see,
0: yeah, and that's can, maybe even more they powerful. They condone
1: and moderate it. Condone, the, moderate, bubble up, algorithmically choose, and the things that they choose, the algorithms, we've got to remember, what's the objective of Facebook Corporation? What's the number one objective? For, to what?
0: To keep eyes on the screen for as right, long as okay. possible advertising. How do you do advertising. that? Put things I want to see there. Wow.
1: Yes. There's a lot of things you and I want to see, but there are certain things which create emotions, which create things that make you angry or fearful or that sort of stuff works harder. And they know Mm. it. Engagement is usually a function of the things that are most outrageous. And so the algorithms-
0: so, it's fear mongering. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Fear mongering and emotional things that you have strong, powerful opinions it's the on. Old,
0: it's the old media if it bleeds, it leads. Right. It's exactly yeah, that. that. It's right? exactly
1: that, right? And it's that, is that on the steroids. Same if, it bleeds, it, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. yeah. It bleeds, it right. Leads. It's that on steroids. And so, this tends to be more divisive content. So, extreme left, extreme mm. left, extreme positions. Yeah. You know, we now mm. live in, I call it, yeah, you know, the, the global economy is extremistan. That's the name of the country we live in. Right. E- everything's extreme, yeah. right? Because that stuff works. For sure. Because I get really upset about coal companies talking about you know, the future of many is coal because I care about the environment as a surfer and, you know, mm. and I get upset. So I'm more likely to read that thing and they know it and they just keep serving it up. And if you're an extreme left person, they'll keep serving that up. If you're an extreme right person, Don't they'll put, they'll that, in. put yeah. that up. And here's what happens the moderate middle gets lost, right? And so. Yeah they will push at the content which serves their objectives, not necessarily what humanity needs.
0: Now, do you think that the objective now, you know, all of these companies, most of these companies being private, I mean, being public, Public, um, and then reporting back to their shareholders and to the the greater world, a, a massive, massive, I guess, number that they show is screen time. It's, it's saying, hey, the average user is on our platform for oh, an extra addicted. seven minutes a day. And that's a 100% increase from last quarter. And of that, course, that would be measuring th- that stuff. That's what rises. So they want to create that, addictive, absolutely. that addictive thing. Now, do you think we started talking about the, the unknown business model? I can't help but think, could you imagine a world where Facebook was $10 a month rather than free? I don't and then the financial work, and model I would be that different too. You, you don't th- why not why wouldn't it work uh, if they turned it on now you would get a massive drop off but if they went hey guess what Facebook's now the same as Netflix it's nine ninety five a month or whatever it is and you get this they've got what 7 billion users 8 billion users nah Facebook's 2.3, I think. Is it? Oh. Yeah, 7 billion of the whole world. 8 billion like a yeah. couple of people from Mars added in, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, that's all yeah. right. Um, Lots so, of humans. Yeah. yeah. No, but they, hang they, on. They, yeah, no, I, the number's huge because I think the number that I saw, I know it's definitely not 8 billion, but it was including businesses and accounts. I think it was an account number I saw. Uh, but, yeah, even anyway, so, I think, anyway. I think it's
1: over 2. It's uh, certainly under 3 billion. I know that. Well, it turns out there's only about 60% of the world is on the internet. So... Mm. So if you haven't got the insight, you haven't got Facebook.
0: No, <laughs> great
1: insight. Yeah, well, you know I'm always <laughs> dropping dropping truth bombs, brother. That's that's how I roll here.
0: Um, it's an actual printed book that's like the highlight reel printed yeah, and delivered yeah, as a right. new yeah, newspaper.
1: Exactly. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, if they, well, I think. It they, had, okay, so it would have changed for YouTube. Sure. YouTube, I, I actually pay subscribe to not have the ads.
0: So, yeah. I, yeah, I pay
1: $15 a month and I get some other content that is unavailable, like they've got movies and stuff. Oh. So I've got kids' movies got and a all that. Got a free that stuff. for that. There, there you <laughs> go. Don't <worry> about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, so, so th- that I would pay for. Uh, and there's a few other services I pay for. Facebook isn't one of them. I wouldn't no. pay for it. You've got to remember that of their couple of billion members, um, a large portion of those. It might be up towards a billion live in third world economies where they might be living on $50 a month.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right, so then so, so for us
1: in a wealthy Western market like Australia, then, you know, $10 a month, sure, it's doable. But as you and I both know, <laughs> all these mm. services, 10 here, 10 there, it all adds up. And oh. it's like, you know, how many streaming services are you going to have? Prime, Netflix, YouTube, yeah. Hulu.
0: Uh, Roku, it's like Yeah, what? how you yeah, so many.
1: Yeah, so is there so I oh. reckon I reckon it would hurt their business model. Because their business model is selling ads. Now selling ads you need as many people as possible because that's who you can serve it up to. And the average, and I can tell you what the number is. In the US they make twenty five dollars per person per year. That's it. It's not that much, is it? But it adds up. Adds up. Yeah. But you know, if you lo- lost half of those people and charged ten dollars a month well, your advertising is going to go down as well and you might not be as profitable. And mm. I'm for sure they would have done
0: the studies on this. Definitely. the uh, I think, well, you know how you can sign into so many things using your Gmail or Facebook now? Oh, yeah, I'd never do that. That's yeah, like listeners that's out there, the s-
1: warning, never, ever, ever use a social account to sign in. What you need to do is set up <laughs> a couple of crappy emails that you don't care about right you have crappy email one crappy email two crappy email three at gmail.com and you just yeah. you just sign in with those never ever sign in with your social
0: accounts because then they're tracking you everywhere that's one of the first things you taught me oh there you go there you go yeah. did I follow it I hope so <laughs> <No>. oh, <laughs> come on don't be lazy <laughs> I use my google oh, I, oh no. I'm so lazy no but it depends what it is I've got the same strategy essentially that you, you taught me the three um, if it's got information I really care about, banking, that sort of stuff, anything hardcore to do password. with my bank. Yeah. Hardcore password and real different email passwords. and all those sorts of things. Then when it's signing into Facebook and then signing up for Netflix, like, oh no, Netflix because my card's yeah, on it, I use a different card. one. Anywhere your credit card um, is, you've got to be hardcore, but you got to yeah, remember that- You know those other ones, I just, like my YouTube yeah. is connected to my Gmail. Yeah. That's so okay. Well, this like, is the same company, yeah. so that's
1: okay, but- um. Yeah, you, you, and this and this comes back to what the whole problem is here is that this stuff has so ensconced in our lives mm. that opting out is not an option.
0: Well, is is not opting out? You can't, out just you can't opt out. How can you opt out of the digital world? You can't delete all accounts. If you delete keep, all your accounts, keep an email and disconnect
1: your bank from everything. Well, you, you're pretty much saying I'm going to live without electricity. That's the modern day equivalent. Basically. You can't do it because. For me and the work that I do, I need to be mm. across what's happening in digital as you do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I need to have access to these tools. And here's the weird thing is if you pay, they're still tracking you even if you pay.
0: Yeah. They just give they you some are. like, oh, we yeah. won't show you
1: ads, for example. But they're still tracking you. So, so it's, uh, it's a tricky one because you can't participate in the modern economy not using these digital
0: tools. So do you think you get to a point where – you either get super paranoid and you don't know what's happening on one side of the spectrum, and the other you just go, oh, fuck it. We're yeah. all fucked.
1: You know, <laughs> and then this is where you got to be moderate about it and you got to be realistic. So I try and take some precautions where I can, but they've got me, right, because mm. it's kind of like saying, I don't like polluting, but I kind of have to drive a car to go to work. It's a little bit like that, isn't it?
0: It's exactly the same. You can't not participate yeah.
1: unless you want to go, you know, go to Byron Bay and live in a train, eat nuts. It's like... Yeah, How do you not participate? And, yeah. so I don't want to be all tinfoil hat and I don't want to be a fool that just goes oh whatever so you kind of live in the moderate middle I guess
0: I think that's for now the so only you thing can, we can do it
1: really is but, but I think even having this discussion now is valuable right because hopefully a few people listening going oh well I didn't really think of it like that and the environment which we're all across now and we all get it and climate change all of us get it and we go and even the the coal lovers and the right wingers they know too they're just too greedy and they want money they know as well they're just they're just so greedy and short term Mm. that they just choose to pretend it's not true yeah
0: and they think they know uh, yeah their attitude they're just lying to themselves or the attitude is well I'll be dead by then I'll be dead that's exactly it that's the whole conversation don't worry about my grandkids I'll be dead whatever that's how caring caring they are and until they can see a viable business um, model on the other side of the fence, you know, with electric or well, solar Well, they know or or there's that. business models there, but the problem but is they don't want to transition. Right yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, too- they don't want to transition their business. Well, and it's a sunk cost fallacy because yeah, they've, right. spent, they've spent, yeah. you know, however many billion on yeah, setting yeah, up they're the They're still to business anyway. They're, yeah. they're pulling it, yeah. yeah. And so until some, someone comes in and, and does it but in a big deal way. The education process, like- Remember, there was no environmental movement until the
1: sixties and the seventies, where people started talking about things like pollution and, and you know air quality and whatever. And now it's it's ordained. You know, my young children who are under the age of ten yeah. know all about it and come For home sure. and tell me. And so, but right now with digital, this is an edge case conversation that few people are having. We're having it. Another thought leaders might be having it. There's one of those words, thought oh, leader. Another yeah, one. Might <laughs> have dropped that puppy in. Yeah. Uh, but but this conversation needs to be had so that we can educate the populace and markets are conversations. Well, First, we have the conversation, then we start to act. Well, but com- without the conversation, there won't be any action.
0: Because the conversation leads into right. the knowledge, which then leads into, into the actions. supply and demand. Exactly. And if the demand isn't there for a certain service or for fuel or for oil-based or whatever it is because… It goes away it, and then we, we then, transition then to the other problem. thing. So the power is still in the people. Yeah, it always is. It's just harder to shift at the it's start. It's hard to shift. Yeah, and like also it takes, a train, takes yeah. time.
1: Yeah, it takes time too to, to shift it.
0: Yeah. Mate, i got to tell you, I really needed that surf. Oh, how good was that? Yeah. So we should tell everyone we went
1: surfing. It's like, you know, a few minutes before lunchtime and basically our day. Although I regard all of this morning as work because you came and picked me up at 7am. Yeah. And we had just good business, mind-opening conversations about life and biz and tech and then we surfed and got some exercise had a few ideas while we were out there caught a few waves
0: yeah, got and a then couple. we had
1: yeah and then we had uh, who won the heat do you think in the surfing you won for really?
0: sure yeah yeah oh thank you but yeah, I thought you that you might have beat
1: me too with that early aerial that
0: you nearly pulled off mm-hmm, yeah but keyword was nearly <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it uh, was real fun I and then, surfed and then we had so lunch and then, yeah. and then
0: now we're back here and we're How good is this? It's great. So now, yeah, pushing 12, get back. Pushing 12 and we're
1: just sort of working and we'll work the Sabo. Yeah. Because remember, 9 to 5 was invented by them for them and we don't have to buy into it.
0: And that's the thing. That's the power is still individually. And a lot of people – I have this conversation. Do you have the same thing when people say, oh, man, I wish I could do what you're doing all the time? mate, all the time. And I'm like, well – do it man it's it. not that hard like and yeah. you don't have to I'll completely tell the ri- rip the band-aid off and leave corporate life start at night yeah three fucking three hours at night time instead of watching yep. bloody you Master know Chief. whatever the shit's on tv yeah. like or even if you can't do that do what I do put my lappy on my on my lap <laughs> do a bit of work I while, do that as well While, while, while that on. junk's yeah. on tv and I get best of both worlds so, I'll I'll watch that. that I punch out some emails do some design work whatever I need to do but that's the work because the future is 24-7. And if you're working in in corporate now, chances are you're already working 24 hours a day anyway. I know. So and the difference between that and working for yourself is nothing except for having not to, you know, tick a KPI box and clock in, clock out. This is work. And guess what on Saturday I'll do some proper work too but then I'll go out for dinner because I went for surfing I went surfing yeah. today so I'll make yeah. up for it later
1: It's it's the same too like I so I I um I'm people say how how much do you work I say well I'm never really working and I'm never really not working because yeah. my, my job is kind of noticing things Yeah right it's a big part of my job is paying attention Yeah obs- which observation. means I'm always kind of working and i but I I don't have to work X hours, but I don't mind if I'm working at night or on Sunday or whatever because I don't delineate. I don't delineate weekends and 9 to 5 because oh. that's a false construct that we need to – by the way, we need to bust that out. Here, the weekend couple,
0: thing? The weekend uh, thing Even like 9
1: to 5, it's like why is there traffic jams? Uh, let me give you a little idea. Here's an idea why there's traffic jams because everyone goes to work at the same time. <laughs> Simple. You don't say, right? Yeah. Okay. The government going to spend billions building new roads. Here's a better idea. Create an incentive for companies to have half their people stay home half of the week. Yeah. Right? Then the roads are going to be half as busy. Or start and finish whenever you want. Start and finish whenever you want. No, create tax incentives. Yeah. Don't build roads, create tax incentives. And then guess what? That person's working at home in their local community. They go and spend money at their local cafe. They go pick their kids up from school. They can go and help out the school with something because we're not a slave to nine Mm. to five, which, by the way, was only invented because that was when the sun shone in the window of the factories. That was it because the last known. time I looked we've got electricity now so I'm wondering why we're still slaves to 9 to 5 and we went to the office you know why because we didn't have the tools of production in our house yeah now, now it's you've in got our a pocket. laptop yeah. it's in your pocket it's in your laptop the tools of production are now distributed why we're we still driving to a filing cabinet in the city
0: filled with humans yeah. what it's that shit is crazy ridiculous hey
1: it's off the scale stupid legacy mm. thinking
0: Yeah, it's, I love, I I must admit, I do love walking into those big filing cabinets called skyscrapers (laughs) (laughs) and just walking around going, are you, guys, do you do this all day? Why did you do, why do you do more shit at home? home. You've never done that, but I've done it and I know how horrible it is. It's depressing, mate. Man, if I have to, last week I did two days in Sydney for a client in their corporate office and it was like 8.30, rock in, 5.30, walk out. I felt like a zombie. Like and I you felt you – were you just hating it? Man, I had this fluoro tan, this shitty coffee. Oh, I had no idea what was going feels on. It just
1: wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't, we're not meant to be doing that. We're meant to be out in the world, you know?
0: So I had to put the microphone down for that. Big that, big was pro, that was pro-level because <laughs> I didn't even see it.
1: But that would need some really good algorithmic artificial intelligence to tell that that big fluffy <laughs> microphone thing you've got. is <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there is a law that says – can't you shall not podcast while driving. Yeah. Because you know what? If they pulled you over, they'd say, oh, you got a phone yes, here, so not a phone. No, prove it. Because you know you're allowed to eat a hamburger with one hand while you're driving, but you're not allowed to use your phone. And I say, why, why they, is there a delineation between hamburgers and phones? I'm probably better on my
0: phone than eating a hamburger. Yeah, eating Do a know, hamburger, like- for sure.
1: Eating a hamburger is really hard, and you drop the lettuce, and you look down in your lap and crash into the person in yeah. front of you. Man. We haven't the, even scratched the, the surface yet I'm, on innovation oh yet. No. We could talk for 10 hours, right? I think we should, and
0: I think we will. Let's <laughs> we'll maybe this, split it up into two parts. This this whole thing, and I love what you just said about, you know, the billions of dollars being spent on infrastructure, roads, all those sorts of things to beat a traffic jam because everyone starts at the same damn time. Yeah. The other like So the I band-aid, guess, the, the, the new road's a band-aid. New, it's a band-aid. You it's, that's the, all problem. It the problem is everyone going to work at the same time. There's a simultaneous problem here of of uh, people not finding purpose in their lives because they don't understand what they're doing. Um, for you know, for the man, they get into this mundane like routine, which is clocking in and clocking out. They're not a part of their community, don't have the connection. If you did change and create those incentives for organisations to allow their people to work when they want just like we do give them the tools so they can do that because it's not something that you can just go hey work from home for now wow. the first two weeks you're going to be so lazy you get distracted by the fridge the TV the internet yeah. there's a lot of like self-motivation and you need and, you, you do need a cer- there's a certain type of person who is self-motivated and I think there's even the routine of it could be taught there is sure. a certain elements that you can teach so that becomes a that. new business opportunity use that word startup yeah so okay we are
1: a consulting firm, startup, who teach you and your employees how to work from home effectively, right? And we train people on good habits and good methods. And we found that people that work from home are X amount happier, X amount more efficient, and your cost on your office drops 50% because instead of having somewhere for everyone to sit, we have enough room for half of our employees and really cool spaces people wanna hang in when they do come there. That's it. For their meeting days. And actually, see, there's another startup idea that's just like
0: it. that. That's it, done. Like, Any, so, anyone wants so, to buy that, call uh, Jody and Tron and yeah, we'll and make it we happen and we'll make it happen, that's it. We'll uh, we'll set uh, you we'll get you going. That's that's a real business opportunity right now. But you know, it's so so expensive to replace employees in businesses. It's happening every every single day. The the percentage is rising because people are trying to find more and because the whole startup entrepreneurship um, scene is kind of looking, you know, in the media looks more it attractive, looks sexy. It looks attractive. So it looks people attractive. are chasing that in organisations that have the new open plan and the free yoga and the free coffee and beers and all that sort of shit. That's not what makes, you know, that's not real entrepreneurship. That's, not truth, that's, that's window not true. dressing. That's window dressing. And so people are
1: moving that's on from Silicon Valley bullshit. That is. is what that is. That is. You know what? I don't give a shit about your free beers and your funky office and all that. You know why I want to be an entrepreneur? Because I want to say, I built this, I made this, I did this, and I got paid for it. And I'm in control. And I'm in control. I, I want
0: independence, freedom, and control in my life. I don't want someone telling me what to do. And the control and independence can be for a mission of a company too. It doesn't have to be individual. For you and me, it's like I, yeah, know, I know where just, I want to go and yeah. you know and, where and you want to go. a Yeah, loose.
1: Like I can't no, – I don't want to spend my life living someone else's dream.
0: Yeah, but some people – and there's no right or wrong here. It's just yeah, sure. it's the difference between having, I guess, entrepreneurial tendencies and being able to work in different ways and being, I guess, adaptable. Buzzword We're, alert. Yeah, or yeah, being a real entrepreneur. Yeah, that's, that's might the want, difference. Yeah, to do the cool
1: stuff and what, but but happy to do it working for someone else. Yeah. And in fact, I think that in an environment that's a little bit freer, you would enjoy that more. So I spent in my corporate days some time in corporate marketing and business management, which was a little bit more constricted. And I spent a few years in advertising and the advertising was one of those environments, which is a little bit more self-directed. And I enjoyed that a lot more, but you mm. still have that 15th of the month you're going to get paid. And and that's yeah, kind of cool. So
0: it's security. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There is uh, the, the side, the, I guess uh, a sub product, I guess is the, maybe the best way to describe it by having people, allowing people to have more flexibility and and realizing that they're adults and holy shit, they'll probably do what you want them to do if they understand the reasons behind that and understand the common goal and the vision of the organization. They can work from the beach with us today if they wanted to and that's going to answer the question of this work-life balance. Because of technology our emails are going off continuously. My my leg's about to vibrate off. I don't know what's happening in my phone (laughs) over here. But that's going to happen all the time. And if you work nine to five, like in inverted commas with my fingers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you work nine to five for an organization, you're still getting emails at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, so yeah. this nine to five is bullshit anyway, because everybody's working That's a at really. Home you know what? In
1: now I'm not sure if it's France or Germany, but one of those countries, we maybe put in the show notes if you have them, is. Uh, outlawed sending work emails outside of hours, which I oh, think- really? I, I think that's interesting, right? Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's interesting because if you're going to work in these hours and these are meant to be your hours, well, then make them your hours. If it is that you say, oh, well, you kind of don't really work those hours, well, then don't be as strict on me being there at nine to five. So, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Either it is nine to five and it's nine to five, which might be valid. Which we could be cool. Uh, could be cool. Yeah. Or it's now we're fluid. So if you're going to send me emails at 10 at night, don't expect me to be there at 10 in the morning necessarily because you're not yeah. respecting my time, so why should I respect yours? So there's this imbalance of respect.
0: Yeah. Is there, I wonder, I wonder what the, I guess, the data says for those organisations. If everybody's working nine to five, then it's just, it becomes the new norm and it's, well, not the new, the original norm yeah. to go, oh, cool. I sent an email at five minutes to five on on Monday afternoon. I'm going to get a reply on Tuesday morning. I cool. think that's fine. And if everybody understands that, sweet. Now, I think the the issue probably arises from the first organization that's, that replies at 6 o'clock that night, at 10 o'clock yeah, at night. you get this competitive They've spiral. They've got an advantage. Yeah. They've got an advantage. And then they're like, holy shit, we've got to keep up with them. They work all they the time. They they're they're killing it. Well, it depends what business you're in. Well, to incentivize their staffs, that's where free yoga and Wi-Fi yeah, and yeah. It's all a trick. You know what I call it? I
1: call it. I've got it in my book, The Lessons School Forgotten, which you should totally read. Uh, and in there, I in one of the last chapters, I talk about Google ha- and all of this having food. I call it the sushi stooge.
0: Sushi stooge. Yeah, it's the sushi <laughs> stooge. Here's what you yeah.
1: get. You ready? We give you free sushi any day you want, $25 worth of sushi. I mean, how much sushi can you eat, right? <laughs> yeah, not much. Right? And we're not even buying it because we pay a chef to like cook the sushi. So, it's kind of cheap for us to make it for everyone in our office. So, we give you the free sushi so you stay till midnight. You're a $200 an hour engineer. You go, wow, man, I love working here because I get free sushi. Dude, you just got $25 worth of sushi to work an extra four hours at $200 an hour. Who's getting stooged here? Yeah. The sushi stooge. The sushi stooge. TM, Steve 17 <laughs> Samitron.
0: <laughs> drop the fluffy mic. Fluffy mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right. It's an illusion to, to trickers. It's a trick, mate. It's oh, a full-on trick. And guess what else we
1: do? We have little sleeping pods and we do your dry cleaning for you and we have yoga classes. Why? to keep you here so that we only pay you half your wage and you're working your whole life, mate. And then- and you know what I just realised?
0: Well, That's the same sticky tactic that they use for me to sign up with my Facebook or Google with another application to do. keep me coming back and to stay within the platform. They're doing that physically yeah, by they, saying, here's this cool shit to stay here with.
1: Well, they, they make it easy for you to sign in because, so that they can track you and find more stuff you like because they've seen all the other websites you went to as well.
0: Yeah. I visit like four websites total. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I go to the same ones
1: all the time. I spend anyway.
0: most of my life on Behance scrolling pretty things. There you go. That's it.
1: What's wrong with that? You know, I just
0: look at... Design I, thing. I just I just spend my time on YouTube watching surfing clips. Yeah, I'm super efficient. So that you'd be that, surprised how many hours I can waste watching that. That's what we were just talking about at breakfast. Let's go back there, which was the insight that I, I read about. And we, we've i I've, I've spoke to you know Gus and Hannah and Thomas at Rochambeau about this a few times now, and it's this concept of we're all trying to hack something and what I mean by that is that you go onto Facebook or you read somewhere and it's always like the seven ways to get fit today and the three minute fucking workout that will improve your brain, whatever it is. Of course is. it will. the, it's the, the food, the, the diet that's been keeping you back. Here's the new, here's, here's the, the new, one. The, here's the one. Here's mate. the thing. The top 10 things you need to know about design. Yep, today. 2019. That's right it. Right now. How to get rich in these
1: 12 steps that billionaires use. What billionaires do before breakfast. You know, they get up at 4am. You know what, if I was a billionaire, let me tell you now, if you're not sleeping until 10.30, you, you don't deserve to be a billionaire,
0: right? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. And now the concept there is that, Everybody knows the, the saying or uh, the, the ideology of it takes 10,000 hours to become a master of something, but people are watching like 10,000 hours on a skill online without actually practicing <laughs> the fucking skill. But that is, like when you'd said that to me, that... I love that. It's like I would rather watch
1: 10,000 hours on how to learn to be a rock climber, which I think was the example you gave <laughs> yeah, this morning. I've uh, Rather it. than actually spend any hours climbing rocks. But I'll just watch 10,000 hours. Mate, the amount of videos you watch on how to get rich and how to learn to rock climb and the great diet and how to lift weights and bloody
0: – Mate, I've seen it's, them all. I've watched them all. It's crazy. Just get out there and do it. And I've reckon... never been rock climbing, and I've watched heaps of Have rock climbing. Really? I've never been. That's and hilarious. I've, you know – I, you hear the Alex Honnold stories. You listen to the podcast. I literally have watched rock climbing tips and tricks. Because I reckon there's got to be a
1: 100 to oh 1 or man. 10 to 1 advantage for every hour you spend doing something versus reading about it. I reckon there's a, there's a book idea, the 100 to 1, we'll call it. Right? Imagine that. What's the it's, ratio? It's, it must yeah. be 100 to 1. I reckon, like, let's say you could watch surfing and we were talking about it he was but, funny. After we went surfing, we yeah. were watching a guy who was a really good surfer. He was better than us, clearly. Way better, yeah. Way better. And we were watching him in the water. He was really ripping and surfing well. And then we would just took our wetsuits off. He caught this one wave and he missed a section. And we were both like, oh, he missed that bit there. He cooked it. He, he should have hit that. up. And he should have hit this bit here. And it, yeah, fine. Should have, could have, would have. But what, I'm sure he's there? thinking that as well. But yeah. his
0: feet were in the wax on the board. And next time he will know what to do in that next place time, because he felt his body and his, did yeah, it. Yeah, his leg was too far this way or that <laughs> way,
1: and we're watching it, telling, "Yeah, anyone could look and say what you should have did." But <laughs> but doing it is different, and it's, it's got to be. Is it ten to one? Is it hundred to one? I reckon for every hour doing is equivalent to a hundred hours reading, maybe a thousand. You'll learn more in the one hour of doing versus the 100 hours of reading, watching. Imagine. let let's Oh, geez, what? I'd love I wanted, to. How, how we would you work experiment? that out? How could, we, how could we experiment that? Well, I think Maybe we get we need two people. Get it's still be people. skill
0: acquisition. So so two people have never done something. Yeah. So skill acquisition, Damo Faro, if you're listening to this, you can help us. He's the head of skill acquisition All at right, AFL. now you're talking. So he could help us but I think we'd have to get two people who don't know how to do something. One person watch videos and hit for every 10 hours of watching, maybe does one hour of There's doing practice and the other and person do we'll
1: 10 hours of doing versus one hour, hour of watching.
0: watching. And we'll, that's what we've got to do. But we, we need do. to
1: assess them at the start to make sure that their skills at the start on the first kick or whatever skill it is, snowboarding, running, riding a bike, whatever. Mm. Right.
0: Um, do you think it should be something like something maybe something, that, something like riding a bike? What about like piano? Yeah, that's a good one as well. So so it doesn't rely on fitness, it's more mental.
1: Yeah, it's a practice one and everyone's got kind of, well, because not everyone, but most people have fingers. That was so on PC. I'm so sorry for anyone (laughs) who's missing a finger. And by the way, shout out to you, Gus Balbonson. You nearly chopped off one of mine, but that's a long story.
0: (laughs) You you did. You're lucky you've still got that finger. How crooked is it? It's definitely not, yeah. It's It's not what it was before Gus knifed it anyway. It's just got a subtle 90-degree bend in it. Yeah, yeah, I still love
1: you, mate. (laughs) Most people wouldn't, but I do. (laughs) I wonder, I wonder if we could do this. Maybe that sort piano's of thing. the one and I've got a piano in my house we can do it on. That is a great experiment. I Mate, That'll I go viral, baby. We're making a little video out of that. We're in. Let's
0: do right. it. There's a little side project. Alright, let's do it. Two right. two people, we'll figure it out. We'll do a call out to and see if someone wants adults. to do this. I think it's adults who've never played a musical instrument. I think that'd be better because kids kids are Nah, kids, kids learn. Too, yeah, they learn quick at different rates quicker. and all that. Alright, piano, that's the one actually. It could be it. There's also um, an interesting movement with VR with this as well, and I've I've spoken to a few people working on on tech startups using VR to visualise um, doing a certain action. So that's a kind of crossover, though, isn't it's it? A so that's halfway. It's a hybrid. It's half yeah. mental,
1: half physical. But mm. you know what? Though on the piano one, it, it's fair to say that that's quite a physical activity. But what about a more cerebral activity? Like, like (laughs) speaking. So in business, large part of what we do in business is organizing and communicating. Okay. So so that's a bit different. So that's a bit
0: different. You're going somewhere good here because this is an area we both know heaps about. And there's a million videos about business advice and leadership advice. I wonder if we could have one person watching leadership videos, but not really having the opportunity to practice them in real yeah, life. Yeah, doesn't have a team that they lead or something. And the other person comes to work with us and goes to the meetings. And see who does better. And, and we go, oh, hey, here's, you know, here's Johnny or here's, you know, Mary, she's running the show today. Mary, go, <laughs> you know, that's a massive risk to, to us, but. Yeah, but it's a, a, a risk good worth experience.
1: taking. Film it, right, and then you get a viral video. How how do you
0: measure uh, corporate business leadership acumen? See, see, that's That's hard to measure. It's really tough.
1: So, see, it's really tough because you'd have to ask someone to answer questions, maybe, and just say, you know, a good way might might be to do it is to get someone who's managed a team for X period of time and someone who hasn't, but watches all these videos on how to manage a team, let's say, and leadership, and then ask them both 10 questions on what they do in certain situations and see which answers we think are better. But then again, that yeah. might not be the truth because they might answer it better and be more compelling on their voice, but the only true way to know is you've got to lead people and see if they do what you want it to do. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Wow, this but, is tough, right? right, we're going to have to figure this one out. I think
1: we agree. That you're going to learn more by doing than you are by reading and watching.
0: Yeah, for sure. Whether it's piano or leadership. Surfing. Well, hang on. we got to prove it. I'm already being biased. See? i'm not a very good scientist yeah for yeah, sure this is the outcome yeah this is the outcome <laughs> hey guess what we, we don't, don't an experiment. need to do we just threw it out baby Yeah, because we know the answers yeah oh far out i wonder the simple way would be somebody who's never led um oh, wrong lane yeah next lane turn left okay well not in this little bit here this tricky bits bit. the, the other princess bit. highway yeah that one that one cool. the way the back way um we could get someone who loves watching the business videos, like the Gary Vee videos and the you know, the all those ones. And um, <laughs> the entrepreneurs. That but's never done anything and then just chuck them in the deep end. Yeah, just say you both
1: like, got you, you both go. got X amount of months to build something. The same startup with the same customers. Has to be like oh. for like, because that's what an experiment is in a lab. You've got to have the same ingredients, the same situation, and just change one thing. And the one difference is the two different people. Oh, man. They're very, very hard to test because people have different life experience and all and that. And success.
0: It looks and, different to different people. Yeah, but and also, also different, different levels of
1: motivation.
0: One.
1: But surfing,
0: yeah. totally. Skill, yeah. Two people learning surfing. Surfing is risking because there's yeah. like actual life or death because if you get, if you can't swim very well. Yeah, but let's say we get two people who can swim and one,
1: we get them to watch 10 hours and practice an hour. And then one, we get them to practice 10 hours and watch an hour.
0: And we could do that in the new we could wave do it pool easy. because it the will be a controlled area. Oh, we could. Because nice. that, that's what I mean, like uh, I've gone yes. to the beach, it's still luck. Yeah, you're right. You might have got a better wave. Kelly Slater, if you're listening. <laughs> hey, Kelly, listen, <laughs>
1: yeah. I know you love experiments and learning. And 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 lucky for you, Cal,
0: we're the type <laughs> of guys that can just, just help you out in that area. We'll do it for free. <laughs> Man, we could talk for absolute for hours, for absolute hours. Um, there's traffic and lots of cars, and I'm getting paranoid. you yeah, should. So I should. let's put this down as chapter one in our and our chat. Whoa, There's a trailer with a million bicycles on it, all mashed up. All mashed up. Um, let's do this again. Let's do it again. Next mate. surf, I. Th- Gee,
1: I don't know I mean how businessy was it I don't know but geez we explored yeah, some, some, some uh, had Free, some breath didn't create we Create and
0: Destroy it's, we, we talked about the creating part so man thanks so much for the chat thanks for the surf You're Let's uh, let's do it again and it's a nice way to pass some time in a car perfect so um, epic thanks for listening uh, this is Create and Destroy with Steve Sammartino all the show notes will be down the bottom and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon Thanks. Thanks, man. Cheers, brother.